Welcome to the Mustang Creek Podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message. Would you stand to your feet with us this morning? We're going to get into the Word. Uh, We're going to be reading out of Revelations chapter 2. Revelations chapter 2. Here in the first verse, it says, To the angel, divine messenger, of the church in Ephesus write, These are the words of the one who holds firmly the stars which are the angels or messengers of the seven churches his right hand the one who walks among the seven golden lampstands the seven churches and then verse 2 he says I know your deeds and your toil and your patient endurance and that you cannot tolerate those who are evil and have tested and critically apprised those who call themselves apostles, special messengers, personally chosen representatives of Christ. And in fact, they are not and have found them to be liars and imposters. And I know that you who believe are enduring patiently and are bearing up for my namesake and that you have not grown weary of being faithful to the truth. But I have this charge against you, that you have left your first love. You have lost the depth of love that you first had for me. So remember the heights from which you have fallen and repent. Change your inner self, your old way of thinking, your sinful behavior. Seek God's will and do the works you did at first when you first knew me. Otherwise, I will visit you and remove your lampstand, the church, its impact from its place, unless you repent. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for your challenge in your word today. Father, we exalt your word above all things, Lord. Father, heaven and earth will pass away, but your word will never pass away. God, you bring your word to pass And Lord, today, Father, we exalt the knowledge of your truth. Today, we exalt truth. And we ask that your word would hit its spot in our spirit and transform us today, Father, as we submit to your word. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Amen. You may be seated in the house today. Um, We've been uh, doing a series, as you know, uh, called All... And today we're going to endeavor to uh, we're going to endeavor to finish the first segment, the first portion of all, because we, you know it's, it's love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And we've been talking about heart uh, for several weeks here, and today we're going to endeavor to uh, to preach the last portion of loving God with all your heart um, we we said uh, we, we talked about this many times they asked Jesus what is the most important uh, commandment of all and he said to love the Lord the, that hear O Israel the Lord thy God is one and to love him with all your heart your soul your mind your strength and the second like the first to love your neighbor as yourself and what we discussed last week is that's actually called the Shema it's a Jewish prayer uh, it comes from Deuteronomy whenever 
Moses was teaching the people and uh, so literally the Jewish people practiced saying that, repeating that as a prayer on a daily basis. They teach their children that on a daily basis just like uh, some might rehearse the Lord's Prayer or whatever uh, whatever uh, you, you think as a uh, can be kind of a ritual but this is the uh, one of the things that they did to continually keep that principle in front of their children was to teach them to say this prayer called the Shema and so we have uh, we are, I really felt like the Lord wanted us to elevate uh, this principle of loving God with all and taking those four things and dividing them out and what does it mean to love him with your heart with your soul with your mind with your strength what does that really mean so so we have been delving into that and so today I'm going to endeavor to uh, to finish uh, talking about the heart loving the Lord thy God with all your heart so um, let me let me ask you this I or I want to uh, I want to give you this I want to be attractive to God I want you to think about that that statement I want to be attractive to God now God's attractive to us right God, God is a we we desire we we look at a mighty God and He's obviously attractive to us. But I want God to be attracted to our hearts for Him. I want God to be attracted to me and to us because our hearts are fully towards Him. Now, now listen, I, I. I Whatever your thoughts are on uh, other ministers and other ministries, please keep those to yourself. I I don't want to be guilty of talking against anyone else, and I'm not, um, you know, I'm not. Uh, uh, I, I'm just simply referring to some. Uh, something that uh, um, something that I read and I felt that it was very apropos for this uh, for this message and so uh, regardless of what you think about this individual or that ministry or whatever please just keep it to yourself I don't you know don't don't speak it out your mouth right and uh, but but Benny Hinn wrote a book called Good Morning Holy Spirit and in that uh, uh, in that book I, I loved uh, the the principle there he would talk about um, how that he would go to his time he would get up and he would go to his time of prayer and he said I would have to be very cautious and very intentional and he said I would uh, I would have to make haste to get into my place and to get seated or get set down because the, the presence of the Holy Spirit would fall so fast and so heavy that I would almost fall if I wasn't in place. Guys, I want to be so attractive. I want my heart to be so attractive to the Holy Spirit. I want to draw the draw on the presence, but I want to draw the presence of the Holy Spirit because I'm fully in love with God with all of my heart. I I love the portion of scripture over in 
2 Samuel and the, the scripture, man, that just had to happen right about now, didn't it? So, uh, I, I, you know, I don't want to fall out in the spirit right while I'm preaching. In the, well, I know that, that'd be all right, but I don't want to fall out because of my untied shoe. But uh, uh, I love the portion of, of scripture in 2 Samuel where the scripture, or 1 Samuel, I'm sorry, where the scripture is talking about Saul, King Saul, and King David, and it's referencing Saul and his, uh, uh, his rebellious heart. But the prophet comes and the prophet tells him, the Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. Listen, I want you to get this. I want God to seek me out. I want God to be so attracted to my heart that fully belongs to him that he seeks me out. I... Um, David continually wrote of his love for God. Now listen, before I was married, I was on the prowl, y'all. Right? I was looking for the right one. I was looking for the one that I was attracted to. And there were some things that was a deal breaker. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You know, there were, the, there were just, uh, uh, you know, some that, uh, uh, you know, I knew before uh, I ever asked them out on a date, so I wouldn't ask them out on a date because they were just some deal breakers, you know what I'm saying? And then there were some that I thought, yeah, you know, hey, you know, she's pretty fine, and, and we'd go out on a date, and I'm, nope, that ain't the one. Come on now, there were just some deal breakers, y'all. And, uh, but, but then, uh, all of a sudden, uh, I met Judy. Well, I already knew her, but she wouldn't date me because I was too young. But anyway, but then I went out on a date with her. And then I got to know her better. And I, I fell head over heels for her. And, and I, I fell in a... See, listen, I, I, I hate to embarrass you too bad. Not really. But I hate to embarrass you too bad this morning. But uh, listen, all men, all women got the same equipment. I fell in love with her heart. Come on now. I fell in love with what was on the inside of her. I loved her and I loved the way that she loved me. And we got married, y'all. And y'all, we hadn't been married very long. I'm telling you, it, it just wasn't very long till one day. See, we didn't have cell phones back then. And we wasn't married very long till there, there, the, the phone rang and on the other end of the phone was my ex-girlfriend named Denise. And uh, yeah, yeah. man you should have seen my wife's face when she found out Denise was on the other end and now, now I'm not just talking about any girlfriend I'm talking about my main girlfriend when I was in school growing up this was my, uh, this was my main my, other than this one you understand what I'm saying and, uh, uh, and she calls me on the phone and, and uh, uh, you know I, I, I told her I said now, now you know I got married oh I didn't know you got married 
Before she hung up, she said, well, I have to confess, I did know you got married. Come on now. But my heart fully belonged to Judy. Now, listen. Just a few days ago, I got a threatening email. Email is worded a little like this. I got into your device through the adult sites you visited. That is exactly what I did. I hacked your system using our unique Trojan virus and already successfully copied all of your data to our server. In short, your videos on these sites contain malicious viruses which are automatically activated after being played. I have full control over your device with which you access the internet, can easily see your screen and able to access your device camera along with a microphone without your knowledge and permission I already made several screen recordings of you watching pornography and there's some other things that it says that I won't say in mixed company videos with a clear image of your face I assume that this won't be a positive effect on your reputation. I also have complete access of your contacts and social media profiles and can send you footage using your personal email or messenger. But you can still prevent this by following a simple step I provided below. All you have to do is simply transfer 1200 US dollars to my Bitcoin wallet. And I'm reading this and a smile is coming on my face. I got through and I just wanted to scream out loud, bring it baby! Because see, my heart fully belongs uh, to God. Now if this would have been 35 years ago, uh, oh my Lord, I'd have been shaking in my boots thinking, oh no, did he? Will he? Are they? Uh, come on now, are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, of, course, of course, we didn't even have cell phones back then. Uh, but, uh, but you understand what I'm saying. Uh, but uh, I, w I want you to understand, uh, because I love God, because... I he delivered me because uh, I gave him all the secret places uh, of my heart. I have no fear. Uh, I am not worried that somebody saw me doing something I did not do because uh, I'm fully in love with him. Wow. Because my heart belongs to Judy I'm not worried about her seeing my cell phone my iPad my emails knowing every single passcode that I have but here's the revelation the only reason my heart can fully belong to Judy is because my heart fully belongs to him oh wait 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 
I wanted to fully belong to her when we first got married. But I kept piecing out my heart. The only way I can fully give my heart to her is by first fully giving my heart to him. One of the ladies, elder ladies in the church, I started doing this series and, and uh, she sent me an email uh, a week, week and a half ago and she said, you are not going to believe, I just started this Bible study, you are not going to believe what uh, uh, the email that they sent me today on the devotion that, uh, uh, that they gave me today and, and it says this and it's entitled for the one you love for the one you love you do anything to spend time with them for the one you love, you travel miles to get to. For the one you love, you think of them through the day. For the one you love, you share hidden secrets. For the one you love, you listen closely. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. For the one you love, you trust them with all your heart. For the one you love, you lean on in hard times for the one you love you do silly things for and please them for the one you love you put them you put their life ahead of yours for the one you love you probably would die for them teacher which is the greatest commandment in the law for the one you love you know their voice. For the one you love, you seek to understand them. For the one you love, you desire to know them more. For the one you love, you listen when they ask you to do something. For one you love, you do things to bless them. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. Guys, I want God to be attracted to my heart because it fully belongs to him. Number two, does God have first place in our hearts? Does God have first place in our hearts? We've been discussing loving him with all. Jesus says, um, uh, he's writing to the, uh, or having John write to the church of Ephesus and in Revelations chapter 2 and he says some amazing things there Jesus says write this John write this down to the one uh, or to the church of Ephesus tell them I know your works I know your toil listen I, this is a hard working church you're a hard working people man uh, uh, you know we're, we're busy I, I don't know about y'all but I often get tired it's like oh man I, I gotta do this I gotta do that we, we've got we've got amazing volunteers amazing staff amazing group of people and Jesus is writing to the church of Ephesus and says man you guys are hard workers and he says I know your work your toil and then he says I know your holiness. Man, we believe in holiness around here, right? We believe in the word of God and in holiness. And then he says, I, I know 
your knowledge of truth, how, how you, uh, you have tested those that have come in and they've declared to be something that they're not. They've declared to be prophets and, and you've tested and you've, you've found them out that they're not prophets at all. And he says, I know you're faithfulness, your patience and your faithfulness, your endurance. I, I see that. I know that. Now listen, I don't know about y'all, but if Jesus said those things about me, I'd be like, right? It'd be like, man, that's awesome. That is so cool. And then he said, but right? What, what did that do? But that just erased everything that was on the board, right? know all of these things about you but I have this one thing against you in spite of all those great things you have left your first love guys how horrible is it for us to get all of those things right and to have left our first love. The, the word there, aphiomi in the Greek, to, to leave or left is to send away like a husband divorcing his wife or, or to let go, to disregard, to omit, to neglect, to leave or to go away from. He said you uh, have either let go or you have divorced or you have severed or you have omitted. Uh, you have left your first love. I Listen, uh, the scripture there, I, I was so reminded in my spirit this morning, um, uh, the, the scripture, it was just so clear to me this morning, the, the end of this passage that we're talking about. He says, if you don't repent uh, and return to your first works, right? Return to your first works. That's the thing that, that stuck out to me early this morning. Uh, and I was reminded of Martha and Mary, right? Uh, we, we understand that Martha was busy about many things. Martha was the, uh, the, the, you know, she was the busy bee. She was the worker. She, she took care of all the stuff. And yet Jesus said, uh, Mary has chosen the needful thing. Mary was simply sitting at Jesus' feet, worshiping, uh, uh, worshiping Jesus. So, so Jesus is literally saying, all of these other things are good. All of these other things are wonderful but don't you remember there's a song don't you remember you told me you love me baby <laughs> don't you remember what it was like to love me first don't you remember what it was like he said repent and return to the first work. Number three, what have we allowed to compete for first place? What have we, what have we allowed to compete for first place? 
Mark chapter 4, I was reminded of the passage of scripture we all know. I, I, I love the parable of the seed and the sower. It's just one of my, one of my favorite parables. And, and we understand that he says he goes out to sow the seed and some falls by the wayside and, and some on stony ground. And then he said some falls on thorny ground and some on good ground. But um, I was reminded about the thorny ground and after Jesus had taught these things the disciples said said teach us what these things mean and as he's explaining these things uh, uh, in verse 18 he said and others or other people uh, are the ones sown among thorns the seed sown among these people are seeds sown among thorns uh, they are those who hear the word but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches uh, and the desire for other things enter in enter in and choke the word and it proves unfruitful NIV actually says making it unfruitful there listen there's always going to be devils named Denise competing for our affection there's always going to be devils named Denise calling us trying to vie for our affection Try, listen there's always going to be devils that are saying I know you're a Christian but I know you're married but come on now there's always going to be the enemy competing the worries of life the cares of life the deceitfulness of wealth the desires of other things and Jesus said these things entering in entering in that word is aspiroemi aspiroemi is the way the Greek says it and it's to go into to be carried into to be put into like food into the mouth how many know when food gets put in the mouth and you don't want it there you can spit it out <clears throat> hello We get sidetracked by worries of the worries of this life, by the deceitfulness of wealth and by the desires of other things. But he says, remember from whence you have fallen. Uh, uh, and, and my question to you is when, uh, when you think of all of these things that have uh, vied for your affection, all of the things that it seems like we've gotten sidetracked, all of the things that have pulled us away from our first work from our first affections uh, was it worth it Jesus said remember from whence you've fallen did it really prove to to satisfy you to give you all of the things that that uh, you thought it would to to make your life what you thought it would be I want God to be attracted to my heart because my heart fully belongs to him and he has first place so here's the question is he your first love or just a love boy that's a deep question is he your first love or is he just a love number four repent 
and return. Revelations chapter 2 again says, but I have this charge against you that you have left your first love. You have lost the depth of love that you first had for me. So remember the heights from which you have fallen and repent. Change your inner self, your old way of thinking, your sinful behavior. Seek God's will and do the works you did at first when you first knew me. Otherwise, I will visit you and I will remove your lampstand, the church, its impact from its place unless you repent. I, listen, I, I want you to think about I want you to think about the what he says here. And he talks about the candle and the lampstand and and uh, you know it talks about us being us being the light and when we when we look at the scripture he says uh, if you don't repent uh, I will remove the candle uh, I will remove the lampstand he didn't say I would remove the candle he said I would remove the stand that the candle is on I want you to think about the, the context here and what he's literally saying uh, and think about the impact of the church today. Think about the condition of the church world today. He says, uh, if, uh, if you don't repent and turn to me, I will remove the impact of the church. Listen, it's, it's interesting to me. Uh, in, in, uh, right after we see this, this passage of the seed and the sword that he immediately picks up and continues to teach. And the next thing he says uh, is a, a lamp and a stand. And he said to, to them, do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or, or a bed? Instead, don't you put it on a lamp stand? Listen, I, I, want, I want you to get this day our hard work all of the things that Jesus said about the church of Ephesus um, uh, our hard work is great but it means nothing unless it's driven by our love for him uh, our holiness is great but it means nothing uh, unless it's driven by our love for him uh, our knowledge of the truth is great uh, 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 but it means nothing unless it's uh, driven by our love for him uh, our faithfulness is super important but it means nothing unless it's driven by our love for him. You remember what the scripture says? It says they will know them, we will know them, they will know us by our they can't see our love for them unless it radiates from our love for him. Oh, I need to say that again. They can't see our love for them unless it radiates from our love for him. Because the, the entire equation comes down to uh, his love for us and our reciprocated love for him. The only way. It's for me to be in love with him with all of my heart. The only way he wants first place and we've let so many things so many things sidetrack us. 
Listen, I... I want God to seek me out. Are you hearing me? I want God to seek me out. I remember in over in Ephesus or over in Exodus, the scripture tells us that the glory of God has fallen on the mount. And there's dark smoke and thundering and lightning. And the scripture says, and the people drew back and stood at afar. But it says that Moses drew near. I love it because the scripture also says that when he comes out of the deep dark smoke from meeting in the glory and the presence of God that his radiance the radiance of his face shone so much that they had to cover his face with a veil scripture says that there was a tent of meetings that Moses would go out to on a regular basis and little Joshua was right in behind him. They would go. The scripture says the glory of God would settle down over the tent of meetings. And all the people would stand in the opening of their tent. And they would worship as Moses and Joshua met with God. As he would talk with God like one friend talks to another. Moses would get through talking to God and he would turn to leave. And Joshua would stay and worship. Would stay and linger in the presence of God. I want to be that guy. Don't be the guy that comes and sets and watches everyone else worship God. Don't be the guy that comes and listens to what God said to someone else. Don't be the guy that stands at afar and watches uh, others have that deep, uh, glorious uh, walk with God. And don't be the guy that lives vicariously through someone else's experience with God. Be the guy that draws near. He said to Jeremiah, uh, through Jeremiah, and he said uh, to the people of Israel uh, when they were in exile, uh, he said, I will bring, we all know the scripture. It says, oh, you know, I know the plans I have for you, the plans to prosper and for good and not for you. We all know that. But the, the, the verse after that says, and they that draw nigh unto me, I will draw nigh to them. Be that guy. Stand to your feet with me this morning.
Is he first place? Are you distracted? Are you busy about many things? Or does he have first place? You know, I think at some point in time we all get a little distracted. At some point in time, we all get busy about many things. At some point in time, we all get things a little out of balance. At some point in time, we get distracted with a devil named Denise that's vying for our affection. Today, with every head bowed, every eye closed in the house, I, listen, I, I just believe that God is drawing us all back to a place of intimacy with Him where He is number one in our heart, where He is first place in our heart. How many... How many would you just be honest in the presence of the Holy Spirit today and say, Pastor, I feel convicted. I feel the conviction of the Spirit of God drawing me back to that special place with Him. Would you just slip your hand up all over the building? Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Come on, come on. Be honest. Be honest. Be honest. There's, there's no shame in being honest. The shame is being dishonest this morning. It's allowing this special moment, this special drawing of the Holy Spirit to pass by. Are you here this morning? Is there another this morning that would say, I feel the conviction of the Spirit of God. I feel God drawing my heart back to Him back to that special place in Him, back to that number one spot in Him. Every head bowed, every eye closed this morning. If you're in the house, you would say, Pastor, I don't have a relationship with Jesus. I don't know Him as my personal Savior today. Maybe you've never had a relationship. Maybe you've had a relationship and you walked away. If that's you this morning and you feel the tug of the Holy Spirit, don't take that lightly. That's a, that is a supernatural. That is a precious thing. That is a mighty thing that God is drawing you by His Spirit. If that's you today, would you just slip your hand up and write back down? I just want to pray with you today. If that's you would you slip it up? God bless you, sir. Thank you. God bless you, young man. Thank you. Is there another in the house this morning? You'd slip your hand up and say, I need Jesus today. I need him in my life today. Is there another? Listen, all over the house today, I'll, I'm, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. 
we're just going to have a special time of worship this morning. This morning, would you just repeat this prayer as we pray the prayer of salvation? Heavenly Father, we come in Jesus' name. We believe He is the only way to heaven. We know we are sinners. And we need a Savior. We can't serve, save ourselves. We can't fix our own lives. But you sent Jesus to pay for our sins. To give us a new heart. To forgive us. And to adopt us and to make us your children so that you could write our names down in heaven for all of eternity secure our eternal life today we're forgiven today we're saved we cast our faith on you not ourselves in Jesus name Now, all over this building, would you just take a moment? Would you just slip your hands up? And would you just say, Father, today, anywhere that my life is out of balance, help me see it. Today, I'm, I'm putting you first place. Today, I'm putting you back at number one. Today, today. I repent. We hope you've encountered the Spirit of God during this podcast. If you've decided to follow Jesus, or if you need prayer for any reason, click the link in the description below. We are located on the east edge of the Dallas Metroplex and would love to host you in person. Plan your visit now at mustangcreek.org forward slash plan your visit.